tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini, and today we are doing a special interview with a very special guest, Landon Lieberiron, who plays the lead role of Peter Romancic on Netflix's Hemlock Grove. Thank you, Landon, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's an intense intro, all that the, the AfterBuzz thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're very, very excited. You know, we, we love talking about television and all that, so... First of all, I just want to say thank you for Netflix and for Hemlock Grove. This is such an amazing show. I love it so much. You know, I just want to say congratulations on all the success and what it's doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. can you just quickly tell us a little bit about your audition process and how you even got involved in Hemlock Grove in the first place? It was, uh, it was a pretty, you know, typical... Uh, audition process. You know, I, I, I live in Vancouver and I taped toward here <clears throat> and then, uh, and then I, uh, went down to LA for, uh, the test screen. And that's the first time that I met Bill Skarsgård. And actually at the time, Bill Skarsgård and I had the same management. And the day before, uh, the, the, the audition, uh, our managers were like, Hey, you guys are auditioning together tomorrow. Why don't you guys get together and rehearse it, you know, and kind of have like a leg up on everybody else and Bill had already booked the part. So I, you know, I Bill, Bill came over, we ran it a bunch of times. We felt comfortable with it. And then we ended up just, you know, having a few drinks and having a couple of cigarettes and just getting along really well. And, and so the, we went into the test screen and everyone was like, wow, you guys, this is so great. And we, we didn't tell them that we had like rehearsed it the night before. So <laughs> we kind of, kind of cheated them a little bit. Uh-huh, that's great. And, the the chemistry between you guys are is amazing. You, you guys are obviously bros, and it really reflects on the show. Yeah, we get a lot. I, I think we have the same kind of creative uh, sensibilities, and um, yeah, there's you know he's he's a really great actor, and I you know just you know he he brings out a lot in me, and I I hope I help bring out as much as I can from him. You know, so it does work. It does work good. Yeah, it definitely plays off. Uh, you guys play off of each other and really show as well. The thing I love about this show, uh, Hemlock Road, that there's so much about the Romani culture that a lot of people might not have known. Did you know anything about the Romani culture and what have you learned since then? What kind of research did you do for this role? I didn't know much about it. I mean, I had the same sort of stereotypical uh, idea of what gypsies were and it was kind of a negative aspect, you know, it's just they're thieves and they're pests and sort of thing, but um, Brian McGreevy, who is the creator of Hemlock Grove, he, and he was the showrunner of season one, he um, he kind of, you know, passed off all these books that he read to research uh, Peter, and so I read as as much about the culture, and it is it's 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 a fascinating culture, and it it, it does have that negative thing to it, but it it has this very spiritual aspect to it as well. Once you kind of go into the, you know, the the, the nucleus of it all, and and uh, um. 
you know, I was even able to, you know, uh, Brian knows a few gypsies, uh, and I was able to, before we started shooting, drive down to Erie, Pennsylvania, and hang out with, I hung out with them with uh, Dio Horn, actually, who plays Destiny, and we actually hung out, and we, like, drank moonshine with gypsies, and <laughs> they spoke the Romani language to us, and they kind of, you know, I, and I had already researched about it, so I kind of slipped as much as I knew to them, and they're like, oh, very good, you know about that, very good, and it's, and it was, like, very, very kind of, it was very nice to have a sort of their respect and their, you know, you know, uh, honor them that way. So, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of cool, cool books about the gypsy culture are out there. Yeah. And on top of being a gypsy, you're also a werewolf in this show. I mean, <laughs> the transformations well, are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the special effects team do a really good job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. It, I feel like it has stepped up a whole new level in season two. More gory, more visual, and even even season two, we get Peter regressing back into the human form, which is really fun. And he's constantly going against the moon, and he's not supposed to. And this Vargulf is coming out. Well, what are the challenges? Not 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 having the book from season one and season two is more creative freedom in that way but what were the challenges did you add to your character with the turning against the moon well that was that was you know because the whole werewolf thing whole a part of peter's character is a very spiritual part of you know it's that's one thing that i really liked about it was that um instead of it being you know this everyday guy who has like the curse of being a wolf it's actually this, you know, having the spirit of the wolf, and it's it's a it's a ritualistic thing, and it's and he's very proud of having this power. But in season two, um, having the extra power to transform off the moon is 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 where is where it gets dangerous, and he's kind of breaking the rules in a way. So it it starts affecting him physically, and it starts affecting him mentally, and and I think that was the challenge was, um, you know, having this thing that he uses spiritually uh, kind of attacking him and destroying him in a way and it's sort of a masochist thing and it's uh, a desperate thing and and so it, 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 it took him into a darker place yeah definitely uh somewhat masochistic but also it seems like an easy way out for him during tough situations instead of fighting someone man-to-man hand combat you know he would turn into the wolf to take out the humans and i've found it it seemed like a growing addiction for peter constantly transforming yeah. when he's not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I think the ad- uh, addiction is the right word. You know, it's, it's that kind of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility sort of thing. You know, it's like abusing the power, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But I definitely have to talk about the, the, the penultimate episode of season two. I believe it was called Tintypes, where your character, you're transforming, and you've turned one too many times, and you can't transform back, but your good friend Roman is there to help pull you out of that vulgar werewolf suit. What was that like? I We, we had Dio Horn on our after show, and she said it was a rig setup, but can you talk more about the technical aspects of all that? Yeah, I mean, a, li- a little bit. I don't, you know, I don't want to give away too much of, you of know, course. The, magic, the magic of it, you <laughs> know, but... Uh, it, it was the strangest thing I think today that I've ever had to film because they, it was basically, they, they made half of a wolf and I had to like sit in the chest or the belly of this, you know, structure that they made. And it was, it was the most disgusting. It was like sitting inside of a, 
uh, like a, a rotten womb. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was just it was really dark and it was hard to breathe. And I like I was I was covered in this you know mucus blood stuff. And I was looking up, and then suddenly you know when Bill rips the mouth apart, you know it's like this burst of light, and Bill's at the other end. <laughs> it was, you know his hand comes in and he drags me out. You know and it was it was uh, it was definitely the weirdest thing that I ever had to shoot. And I was drenched head to toe in this mucus blood. It took like four showers to get everything off. Oh, I bet. It's and, uh, it's so visually graphic, but I love Netflix for that because they're willing to go above and beyond and do something that other shows haven't, especially with so many shows with werewolves and vampires. This is something that I don't think any of us has seen. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, Netflix is, is bold in trying to, you know, take take back the, the gruesome part of these creatures. You know, it's not a romantic thing to be these things. And I think that's what our culture has sort of done is made it this sparkly, romantic, you know, lustful thing when really it's, it's quite, it's quite gruesome and it's, and it's quite dark, you know? And, and so Netflix with Hemlock Grove is really trying to take back the reins of this gothic folklore, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it feels so real. It's so visceral and realistic in certain ways, especially when it comes to just the real romantic relationships going on, the friendships and the family. But mostly, I love Peter's relationship with his cousin, Destiny, uh, played by Dia Horn. She's amazing. You know, she's been on our show a few times. They're really like brothers. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, they're really like brothers and sisters, and I think it's great. And she's the only blood relative that Peter now has in his family, considering Linda's now gone back to Romania. I mean, will we see more of... The romantic family. We'll get some more backstories to Peter's life. Well, I think you know, like because Lily's character uh, disappeared, you know, in, in <laughs> season two, they they really took advantage of uh, Dio's character and and also Dio's talent. You know, like Dio is such a is such a talented actress, and um, she uh, she she kind of became the mother. The, she took over the mother role for Peter in a way, and or like the sisterly role, you know. And 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 I and I hope I can only hope that they, you know, expand on her character more in the third season because she's she's such a unique actor, you know. And and uh, and uh, you know I don't I mean I mean and and I mean I really don't know what they're writing for season three. I, I can't even fathom that. But uh, I can only hope that they also bring back Linda. You know, Linda's not you know permanently gone. She can also come back. So hopefully they bring her back. And uh, they may they may expand the romantic family. I don't know, but they I know they are interested in in in, in the gypsy culture, and they want to expand more on it. Yeah, absolutely, and on not just family and those relationships, but bromance as well. You and Roman, I love all your scenes together. We always joke on our after show, Roman and Peter. You guys are always so much fun to watch because when you go after something, you guys are like the the Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. The, Twisted Hardy Boys. Season yeah, I mean, two. I don't know. It's it's, it's um, I mean, it's it's kind of a, a a big part of the show is is uh, Roman and Peter's relationship and how they have this sort of supernatural understanding of each other and and uh, but I mean, in a way, I don't think you know, Oopiers and werewolves were ever really meant to coexist. Yeah, so I I think that conflict will always exist between the two characters, even though they need each other to you know survive and 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 to fight the big bad, you know. Oh yeah, uh, I'm 
it, it did break my heart at the beginning of season two how you guys weren't fighting because Peter just up and left town and Roman needed him. But I'm glad at the end of season two you guys were bros again and fighting the the good fight. Yeah, yeah. So was I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it felt it felt weird not to have scenes with Bill. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet when you see him yeah. every single day. Um, season two ended on such a crazy, mind-boggling end with Dr. Spivak is this demon, flying demon. What are your speculations about the Spivak character and what kind of creature demon he is? Because we ourselves didn't really know what that was. It kind of came out of left field. Well, it, it definitely came out of left field for, for all of us, too. I mean, you know, the the, lighter, the writers kept you know, their story is pretty close to their chest. So when that came out, we were all like, what? You know, like, we're like, what is this? So I, 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 I honestly can't speculate, you know, what goes on in the mind of Chick Egley, uh, who wrote, he was the showrunner for season two. And, uh, I mean, I can only imagine that Dr. Spivak's, you know, creature is, is going to be a, uh, a big part of being the villain in season three, but I, I really don't know. Yeah, not Olivia. You don't think Olivia's well, going to be? You know, I, I mean, I mean, Bill and I kind of, you know, guessed that, like, <clears throat> because he's such, you know, Spivak turned into such a big villain at the end, uh, and he has the baby now, you know. So I can only imagine that, or I speculate that, uh, you know, Roman and 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 Peter need to go to Olivia for help to fight this thing. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Everyone, everyone in everyone in Hemlock Grove has has their own sort of uh, secret motives. So I'm sure everyone will be backstabbing each other in season three as well. I I, I believe that. And yeah, congratulations on season three. I'm so happy that it get got picked up for another season. <clears throat> there's so much to tell. You know, there's so much more content that needs to be explained to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, like, that they, and it's it's going to be the last season as well, and I'm glad that, you know, the story's going to get a nice, you know, kind of period to it, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to finish, and the, the fans are going to be able to get the end, you know, and have the answers, and, and I, I, I can't really fathom what they're going to, what they're going to do for season three, they're probably going to go all out, seeing as it's the last one. Right, when do you expect to start working on season three, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, uh, I, I honestly can't cause I don't know. Um, there's word that we're going to start shooting in December or the new year. So that means it'll probably be released in the late fall of 2015 or early 2016. But I, I honestly, I can't tell you. I don't know. Ah, okay. It's something to definitely, definitely look forward to. What would you like your character, Peter, to, uh, you know, go uh, in season three, is there any like new discoveries you want his character to learn or any new things that you personally as an actor would love to portray in your character? Well, what I'm interested in, because um, we're not, I think they kind of left it unknown as to whether or not Peter can transform again, you know, like right. being pulled out of the, being pulled out of the wolf uh, and it being such a, a curse to him that, you know, if he transforms, if he transforms again, uh, is will be stuck that way again, or can he even transform again? So I'm interested to see if Peter even has the power anymore to transform into a wolf, or if he's just a gypsy now. So that's the thing I'm most interested in in seeing what the writers come up with is is he still a werewolf or is he not? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that is very true. I didn't really think about that because the last time it wasn't looking so good. So hopefully, you know, his powers will still be kind of intact and he can have more control over the transformations. Yeah, and and also, uh, you know, it it wasn't extremely revealed at the end, but, I mean, uh, it's it's sort of revealed that the baby is Roman's baby, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and in that respect, it's also Letha's baby. So Peter sort of finds out at the end uh, that, you know, Roman, Rome, it was Roman's, it was Roman's baby and Peter didn't know that. So I, I think maybe that could cause some sort of new conflict between the two of them. I don't know. Yeah. Break up that bromance once again. <laughs> <laughs> once again. <laughs> once again. So thus far, being that you've done season one and season two, what has been your favorite moment so far or favorite scene in particular? Oh man, I don't know. Um, uh, it's it's tough because it's you know it's, uh, usually what I, I just once it's done it's sort of done and I kind of throw it away and I I don't really look back or reflect too too much on the experience. But uh, I, I can say that it's such a great cast, you know. Like and 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 it's hard to pick what moment is great, you know. Like all, I love the scenes with with D.O. Horn, and I, I love any scene to do with Bill. Um, there, I can't really think of a moment that was that was good. The, both years were such chaotic adventures that it's all sort of a dark whirlwind, you know? I, I can't really pick one. Yeah, and both years have gained such a cult fan following. I mean, what has the reception been like from season two back from season one? What Have you seen a great difference in that? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think there was a, a response to, you know, uh, I, like, like you said, uh, it was, it was more stylistically shot in season two. We, we kind of found our footing in season two in a way. So I, I think, uh, it was easier to watch in season two for the fans. I think more happened and there was more moments. People went, Oh my God, that was crazy. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, they're, I don't know. I mean, they're both, they're both, they're both such strange seasons. I think each one sort of had certain moments that fans reacted to more than others. Yeah. You know, so. I think a good scene yeah. that the writers should add into it is that um, you, your character should sing with Olivia and doing karaoke. Cause we know that you can <laughs> sing and play guitar. I would love a scene like that. We, there needs to be seen. No, no, that would be terrible. <laughs> Peter, P- Peter would ruin it. Peter would ruin it. I don't know. You have an amazing voice. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Is, so, what um, upcoming projects do you have that you can tell the audience about to look forward to? Are you working anything down the pipeline? Uh, this summer, I worked on a on an independent film down in Albuquerque called Burning Bodie. Um, it's it's completely different than Hemlock Grove. It's, it's a 100% human story. It's, it's, uh, it's about a group of 20 something year olds who lose a friend, uh, to death. And, uh, this, this friend's death sort of brings all these friends back together again. And it's, it's sort of reminiscent of, uh, uh, this movie from the eighties called the big chill. Okay. And, uh, so it's, it's kind of all these friends who were once friends need to come back together and they kind of, you know, go, go over past, love and 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 all these kind of grudges that they held and and it's sort of burning of the youth in a way and so i I, it was it was a great 
project to do because it was so different from Hemlock Grove, and it was it was a simple story, which was which which was which was needed in my opinion for me. You know, I just I just needed to tell like a simple story, and so I'm looking forward to see what comes of that. Um, I think that will come out sometime next year. But other than that, just season three of Hemlock Grove. Oh, that's great. I mean, that sounds like such a dramatic turn from Hemlock Grove and something definitely to to look forward to. Um, where can everyone? Uh, yeah. yeah, where can everyone follow you on social media? And I know you have Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'm t- I'm I'm not a big social media guy. I basically do it out of um, necessity. I mean, the only reason I really got a Twitter was you know to help promote the show and. The, the main reason why I got an Instagram was because there are a bunch of people claiming that they were me on Instagram and I didn't like that. So I, I sort of claimed my identity on, on Instagram so that people, you know, weren't following a, a, an imposter, you know? Right. Uh, and, uh, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's also made me realize like, wow, these, these fans of the show actually really do appreciate it. And, and it, and it's, the least I guess we can do to reach out to them and, you know, say thank you for following us and thank you for supporting the show. And, and it does mean a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just a quick question about your social media. I know you're, I noticed your pictures that you post, you, there's a lot of blurry faces. Are, is there any reason behind that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way I look at social media is like, it's, it's, it's not really supposed to be about me. You know, it's, it's 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 not something that I use to um, kind of indulge in myself, you know. I mean, like uh, uh, I, I don't believe in in selfies, you know. I mean, I, I think it's a strange thing, you know. Like I'll I'll post a, a you know any post any picture you see my face in is is in some sort of you know promotion of the show or or promotion of you know uh, me as an actor, I guess, but I, I'm not going to indulge in my personal life. I'm not going to indulge in, you know, what I do, you know, necessarily. So it's, it's, it's just a way to say, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not about me, you know, it's, it's about Peter, you know, or it's about the job. It's not about, so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really not that important, you know, so it's like, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, I, here's a little thing that I'm doing right now, or here I just, you know, I was at this Netflix party. I, you know, I, Netflix throws a good party. So it's, so it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not really about me. It's about the thing. It's about the job or it's about the, the character, you know? So. Right. It's, it's for fun and professional. And it, I really enjoy it. I, and the audience can enjoy it and indulge in Hemlock Grove. One more question before we leave next season for season three. Will you be able to come to Los Angeles and come to our awesome studios and talk to us on our Hemlock Grove show? I probably, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I know that you know the uh, this year we we went down to LA to do the premiere of season two and a bunch of people showed up for that which was great so you know if there's time to swing by and cause a ruckus at the after bus uh, why not yeah yeah absolutely well thank you Landon so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talking to little old me and talking all things Hemlock Grove I love the show we just wrapped our season two podcast and we're really looking forward to season three so thank you again so much Landon yeah thank you for the support I, I appreciate it of course of course and 
thank you everyone for listening. You can download our Hemlock Grove after show and this interview on iTunes. Search AfterBuzz TV Hemlock Grove and you can see all of our fun after shows there with amazing interviews with the rest of the cast and crew from Hemlock Grove. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And then Landon, you can also follow on Twitter at 77Flit, correct? 77 flipped. All right. Thank you so much, and we will see you for season three. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.